Oh, we'll be right back after this penis touching break. Hopefully, hopefully our penises. Good times. Break. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hello, ninnies. Welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. My name is Tom. Ah, hey, Travis! Whoa! I'm Cody. And I'm Michael. Hey, off mic. Off mic. Hey, up, this is this is off mic's visual debut. So uh, this is what hello. he looks like. This is me. If you guys are watching the stream on Twitch, there you are. Yeah, me in the flesh. I mean, unless it's on the podcast in the future, but whatever. It's okay. They know now. We do this on Twitch. No, you should watch us Ooh. on Twitch.tv/roastmortemk. You should also tell us what parts of this room need to be cleaned because we're all blind. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Blinded by my dad. <laughs> Wrapped up by my dad and thrown out to the trash. That makes sense. That's a good song. <laughs> the great song. Your dad's a dick. I know. Well, yeah, he is. That's his name. Yeah. So, yeah, how's funny. everyone's week going? Good. Excellent. Sexy. Happy belated to you. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I got real sexuals. My 30th birthday. Nice. Uh, yeah, I rolled around. Uh, Hell yeah. Slippery 3 0. Yeah. I realized that when you turn 30, you really appreciate rolling around in your bed alone. Nice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. These things well, happen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tommy, you got a Switch? Uh, yeah, playing Nintendo Switch now. I oh, am yeah. so distracted. Uh, I can't look in one place anymore because now I've, I can move the Switch with my arms. Oh, you, can you know? Play video yeah. games on the go. Yeah. And I'm not playing that game Arms because I heard it sucks. But, eh. you know, <laughs> I, I'm you still moving it. my arms, which are attached to the Switch. So that's the cycle of video games. Good arm day. One thing I did learn when you're 30, buy depends. No, because I needed that when I was 25 years old. But why are you giving this to when you're 30? Like, well, I'm just saying if you're reached to 30 and you haven't bought depends, buy depends. Okay. I I would say uh, another advice, a piece of advice to anyone who's turning 30 is to uh, get a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, why is that? <laughs> because shit goes down. When you, need, you need a retirement plan. I'm not yeah. even married. You know what I mean, yo, I'm not even married, but I got divorced. You're gonna want to call Salino and Barnes. <laughs> That's a uh, local because thing. those are two men, and that's it. That's all I'm gonna you give you. Call eight. Oh, that's a yeah, great call eight. Just dial eight. eight. So I just did you a favor. Dial eight. You're good. Hit eight good. a whole bunch of times, and you're gonna win. Don't and then you can thank these me. People. No, no, I'm taking two percent. <laughs> you taking it off the top? When did that deal go through? Shit. That's me. No, it's shit. a personal one. This is not. I'm, I'm not speaking for everyone on the podcast. Everyone, shut up. Mm. I'll give you like thirty bucks. All right. So Tom, I hear through the grape vein. Oh, the great vein. <laughs> yeah, the great vein. <laughs> that you know who's on the mortician's land. Yes, oh, I did mortician's land today. <laughs> I'm oh. the slabman. Yes, I be. Today we're going to be roasting the life of P.T. Barnum. Oh, Circus hey. Boy! Circus da, Boy. Da, 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 yes. da, da, da. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, that's fun. Wait, oompa loompa, I'm in the circus. You guys ever been to a fucking I'm, I've circus? I've never been to a circus no, ever in my life. You're a little young. Never been? Well, actually, they're closed uh, now. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're oh, up yeah. and done, so if you haven't by now, you're out of luck. Really? No like, way. Yeah. I think I went when I was a kid, and I remember just seeing those elephants get whipped. Ooh. Yeah. And that's the reason why they closed it, because the elephants yeah. getting whipped. It was a lot of closing. <laughs> Imagine SeaWorld without the sea. Sucks. I've gone yeah. to, like, carnivals, like, those, like local ones. They're kind of like... It's kind of sketchy ones. They're very similar in 
in the respect of the way they travel and and the you know the carny life is very similar to the circus life interchangeable i would say yeah damn interchangeable except the carny life uh from what i understand i could be totally wrong and if you're a carny and you listen to this uh your job's easy <laughs> How'd you afford something that can play podcasts? Let uh, us know. Uh, if you're a carny, if you see me going on the zipper, just give that zipper an extra little. Give those screws a little extra twist, because I'm yeah. a big boy. <laughs> those are I mean? zip ties. You know zip. You know damn well the zipper is held together by Velcro and zip ties. Uh, yeah, probably right. Same thing with the gravitron. Faust Fury. The yeah, the frass and the first. All right. So anyway, so we're calling this episode the dankest show on earth. Oh. Um, yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, all right. You know it. So here's a quick summary of who P.T. Barnum is. If you don't know, this is what's going on. He's the man behind the greatest show on earth, the Ringley Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. There's too many ands in that title. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's um, weird. So that's gross. Uh, it ran from 1871 to 2017. It's a long time. 146 Rip. years, dog. That is a long ass time. Yeah, these people kept going, you know what I'm saying? Uh, how many P.T. Barnum's were there? One Barsoms. Just the one Barndom? Yeah, one, one, one Barsoms. <laughs> oh. Greatest showman. Oh. So, there's a... There's a... I am, I am... I'm not drunk enough, boys. I can't read. Here, take this. Uh, yeah, we're gonna okay, here we go. <laughs> I like the live stream. This is a bunch of... Bunch of beers being thrown at Tom. Where's the, you, Palomino? Where's, where's, for joining us. Where's the walker? Is it over there still? What? The walker? Yeah. I'm not drinking that one. Uh, what? Do you want Walker? That has the pens in there? It has the pens. <laughs> Alright, let's get back on this podcast. Where's the koozies? So he was a salesman to the nth degree who brought entertainment to the masses. Joy to millions. All with a touch of cruelty and overall goofiness. Oh yeah? He yeah. Evolved? Yes. When he was beating things? Oh, I so love when Goofy and Cruel are in the same present. Yep, he <laughs> was that. <laughs> so like... there is that new movie with him out now with Hugh Jackman playing him, but they really should have cast Paul Giamatti, because that's what he looked like. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, yeah. Casting oh. Hugh Jackman, not so accurate. Also, it's a musical, so don't pay attention to it. Yeah, Hugh Jackman is a beautiful boy. Yeah. He needs someone that's a little bit more trolly. Yes. So, he wasn't the inventor of the circus, but he had great contributions as to how we look at circuses now, how they operate. Um, contributions including Three Rings, the... 10,000 people tense, and the exploitation of freaks. Although that term, exploitation, is kind of in question because the freaks got dank money. Like Really? Yeah. It's those, a soft those exploitation. Freaks, yeah, it's soft. soft. If you look at these paychecks, you don't feel bad for them. I mean, I remember seeing that movie from the 30s, Freaks. You ever yeah. seen that? Uh, a lot of the freaks that he worked with were in that. Did we oh, see really? that together? Mm-hmm. What? Didn't we all see that together? No, we didn't watch Freaks. I didn't I didn't uh, watch it. Right. I kind of want to check it out. It's, it, yeah, there's a part it's where good. all the freaks are, one of us, gooba gaba, oh, one of what? us. Scary. Yeah. So, I mean, those freaks did not do bad. Like, all the bearded and tattooed Amazon ladies and slippery flipper midgets hitting the bank pretty hard. And it's all from the mind of the world's greatest promoter. Mmm. Show me boy. What does the PT stand for? I'm getting right to that. Oh, lovely. So, uh, he was named after his grandfather... Oh, you, you know what I'm going to do first? I want to just go over this real quick. So you said you had been to a circus? I was at a circus when I was a baby idiot. Tell me in, like, a couple sentences. What do you what do you get from that? Uh, I just remember eating peanuts and seeing a bunch of rings and a bunch of uh, grillifants. And, <laughs> and, and then uh, there was a man that was a clown, and he would he would yell at me. And then he took me into the back that, area. And he that wasn't was... a clown, dude. <laughs> that might have been a clown. No, that it was, was totally a clown. Tom, it was a clown. 
It's a clown named John Wayne. Yeah. Goddamn clown! <laughs> it was always a clown. Cody, you said you had gone? I, yeah, I feel like I've gone because I, I feel, must have been very young, but I can vividly remember the, the waftings of elephant dung and trying to be amused. Mm -hmm. Did your parents buy you, like, shit there? No. Like, well, shit that you would throw away? Candy. Like, I, I got, I, I went once and I got, like, a dragon sword thing. Oh, nice. It was big. It was, like, way too big for some of my size. Sounds yeah. vaguely familiar. Yeah. What are circus you have a, peanuts? Circus peanuts? They're just regular-ass peanuts. No, oh. circus peanuts. Oh, no, oh, the, they, the they're made out of, like, styrofoam. Yeah, yeah. Sugar yeah. styrofoam. That's yeah, just yeah. styrofoam, yeah. right? But they put yeah. sugar inside. Okay, so that's just better. sugared styrofoam, right? <laughs> yeah. Are we yep. in agreement? Yep. Yeah, is, we're good. Is that above or below candy corn? Uh, Ooh, that's yeah. a hard question. That's, that's always that's, the base. Same level. Oh, like they're equals. Ooh. Goku Vegeta. We're all equal. Yeah. Equal Vegeta. Goku Vegeta, get the fuck out of here. They've never beaten one or the other. Except yeah, the time they did. Fair enough. All right, so let's roll along here. Let's get into his early life, as we do. We cover all the bases. Oh, yeah. So PT stands for Phineas Taylor, <laughs> which was his grandfather's name on his mother's side. Yeah, Phineas. That so Phineas like Taylor, a, like a PT. fucking, like, opportunity with the naming. Like, I would much rather go to, the, like, the Phineas Taylor Circus. Mm. I don't know. How do you feel? No, nah, I like PT, uh, went, Doug. You well, like I'll PT Barnum? I'll I like you, Phineas I'll Taylor B. I'll tell you also, like, the circus thing started uh -huh. very late in his life. Okay. okay. So maybe he wasn't, uh, it took, a, took like, till he was 30, oh no, excuse me, like 28 to even get into entertainment. Okay. And back then, in the, uh, yeah, he was born 1810. So back then, you thought you were going to die by 1840. 1810. You know? yeah. All right, so Phineas Taylor Barnum was born in Bethel, Connecticut on July 5th. 1810. Uh, yeah. He had four siblings, but I can't find their information. Uh, I'm going to call them Reggie, uh, Jamal, Cleveland. And, and Jamal? No, and uh, Jamal. Uh, Sar Sarathamil. Sarasil. Sarathamil? common. So his father was Philo Barnum, and his mother was Irene Taylor. The family had a bit of old blood money from his grandfather, Phineas Taylor, who I just brought up, hey, namesake, who was politically a Whig, a legislator, landowner, justice of the peace, and lottery schemer. Oh, there we go, setting it up so right quick. there. So back at this time in American history, lotteries were big, yeah, like because the state didn't control them. Yeah, so people would just set up lotteries. It was like a why the fuck not? Yeah, so that's what and also if you don't know what a Whig is, it was a political party that existed in America, in America, yeah, and with real Americans. Oh, really? Quigs. Quigs. So Bethel's hometown was mostly Congregationalist, which is a bunch of, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like, they're, they're like Christians, but they're a little more like, uh, they're close to like Amish in a way. So like Christian dweebs. On the hard work aspect. Quakery. Like, you know, they, they, Quakery. They like the hard work. All right. So imagine <laughs> Quakers, but they were okay with technology. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? The world is doomed. Yeah. That's like they liked, in, they liked the industrialism, but they did not at all appreciate fun of any kind except for a couple of things and those those things that they were into were lotteries okay they were cool with that shit sure and playing practical jokes <laughs> oh shit ah uh, as long as yeah. it involved right, your penis right, and, right. and, okay. and so masturbating so you're telling me there's yeah. amish people out there that are okay using power tools god help us and they're also okay with a wee bit of gambling and a wee bit of like the the good old debauchery like telling jokes or like Going to a bar and drinking, that's no good fun. But mm. practical jokes, 
That's good fun. <laughs> That's <laughs> good fun. That's uh, God likes that. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, Tom, pull my finger. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> that was me fart. That was an actual fart. If you didn't know, that was how I fart. Your chair is well uh, nice. So it's also common to call these jokes in their society humbugs. Bah, humbug. So you've been humbugged. Damn. That's really stupid, but uh, good God. So it, it, uh, all right, imagine this: Bethel is hometown to like mostly Congregationalists who are a bunch of funny people, just playing jokes on each other day in and day out. Like you can't get a straight answer from yeah. anyone. Yeah, just a bunch imagine of assholes. That. Yeah, yeah, that kind of mind like. Now this is the story all about how P.T. Barnum was chilling outside the school. That's all you thought about. And a couple That's of, all you need to think about. A couple of days, <laughs> but they were having right. some you're pranks. Right. And then I, I Humbugs, Travis. There's too many humbugs, humbugs and pranks happening in my neighborhood. So, <laughs> P.T., the young cruiser, yeah. he was the butt of the town's longest ongoing joke. His great-grandfather, oh, not his great-grandfather, his grandfather, Phineas Taylor, goofed him real good. For his baptism, he had gifted him a piece of land called Ivy Island. <laughs> Everyone in town was in on this joke and would tell PT that he had a beautiful, beautiful piece of property that was in his name and he was the luckiest dude in town. At the age 10, he goes and visits Ivy Island for the first time. And it's just a like it's just a fucking lump, <laughs> like a poison ivy in the middle of a swamp. Oh my God. Good. That is so fucked up. Right? Oh, that's the best thing in the world. Like, I love oh, his ten dad. years. He's thinking he's got this huge piece of land. The long he's got game. Nothing. Yeah, yeah it's like it was, it was like a a third of an acre just in the middle of a oh swamp, God. totally useless piece of land. Oh, I love that. Just covered in poison <laughs> ivy. That's Jeez. good. Everyone's telling him, oh, "You're a lucky boy." Oh, I love poison ivy island. <laughs> Just you watch his heart shatter. Oh, can't wait. It's so good. So Barnum's dad passed away when he was like 15, and he was forced to be the family contributor, mm. the number mm. one oh. provider for the family. Standard man the around house. the turn of the century. A stoic <laughs> Connecticut, Connecticut man. Yes, exactly. So since Barnum, I think they were in some kind of family debt, and what happened was is that when the father passed away, he had the family had to sell the shop. That they had. They had a family uh, dry goods shop. So they sell it to some other guy, and then Barnum works for that dude. You know? So it's kind of in the family. So this is P.T. Barnum's first promotional experience, which is why he's known for putting stuff out there. He's a promo guy. He's he's the dude. You know, he brings shit to you. He's like, hey, I don't. I got these dry goods. They're so dry. I have the driest ones. Yeah. Those are called Chinamen, Travis. (laughs) One time, one time he's in the shop solo. The owner had gone away. He's just watching. Right. And some asshat salesman convinced PT to buy 500 shitty bottles for the store. Empty bottles. What? When the boss oh. man returned, he was passed. And on the verge of being fired, PT came up with this plan. He was like, let's put together a lottery. The first prize will be cold hard cash, and then the second, third, and fourth prizes will be bottles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay. This is a great plan. So not only did he get rid of the bottles because everyone was into lotteries, he made a profit. Yeah. Off of this shitty fucking I'm buying five hundred fucking bottles. I know. Alright, I'm not gonna get the bottles. I'm gonna throw in another five dollars. Alright, I'm gonna throw in another five dollars. I got bottles. I'm gonna throw in another five dollars. Alright, here we go. I'm gonna get the big rich with the five dollars. I swear to God, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it one day and you're gonna like me. Bottles. So that was his first exposure into promo stuff. His personal life, there's not much of it, so I'll cover some of it now. All right. Which is, you're not going to be impressed. So he marries his childhood sweetheart, Charity. I'm impressed. That's her name. Charity. 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 They married in 1829 when he was 19. Hey. Uh, Were they related? 
No, they weren't. Oh. Like for, that, you know, for, I, I like that you checked. I'm always waiting for the related ones. I like those royal I know you do. Dickheads. Oh, there's some cousins happening here. Right. Not, not cousin cousins. banging, but there's some interesting cousins mm, Okay. All right. All right. Cousins. I'm waiting. That's right. I'm waiting. We really don't know much about P.T. Barnum's personal life because he was very private there, even though he was always in the spotlight. Uh, the one thing we do know about him and his relationship with his wife is that he pretty much just overrid everything that she wanted to do. Like, oh, okay. a lot of his financial adventures, he took, like, huge gambles and just ignored her all the time. So she's like, P.T., please don't spend all of our money on that thing over there. You know, I need a sea do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at it. <laughs> yes. Thank so, you. That, that painted a good yeah. picture. So, <laughs> he's basically Kenny Powers. Pretty much. Just <laughs> ignoring his wife. So P.T. starts his own business in Bethel. He ran a general store. He opened up a statewide lottery on his own. He had a book auctioning agency. Like so when people lottery. bought books, you know, uh, if you guys don't remember books, there are these things that we used to have replaced Kindles by Kindles, excuse me. And he had a newspaper he started called the Herald of Freedom. Wait, so he's like the Steve Bezos of the 1800s? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he started Angazang Duck Hang. Books on cheap. Books on so cheap. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put subtitles in the podcast. Dude, right? they know exactly what I'm talking about. Angazang Duck Hang. Everyone uses it. Everyone uses it. So he's Steve Bezos of the. 1800s. Yes, Angazang Dan Kang. Angazang Dan Kang. On Angazang Pang. <laughs> yeah, he's selling them books, slanging them books. And guess what? He's going to move up to something besides books. Yeah, that's right. Whoa! So, let me tell you. So now he's onto newspapers. Oh, newsies. So now he's Google. He's doing the newsies. So now he leaves his church. He's not into his church anymore. The Congregationalists are being on his ass about right. selling things, and they don't like the lottery thing, the way he's doing it, and all that shit. Even though they approved the lottery thing, he was going hard. So he leaves them and becomes a universalist. Now, I didn't look into what a universalist is, but I'm sure it's not what it sounds like. Sounds like a crock of shit. Yeah. And so I think it's just a person that agrees in masturbation, but also believes in God. A little head nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, God. I'm, useful, I'm universally okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> so he took issue with the Congregationalist Church heavy influence in local politics, and he starts writing about it in his newspaper. And what was the newspaper? Herald. Uh, it is Freedom. the Herald of Freedom. Uh, so <laughs> they go stupid. after him. They end up. S they pretty much press charges for libel, and they throw him in jail for two months. Now, when I say jail, I mean it had wallpaper, so it's not that bad. Not a gulag. So like, oh, okay. It was like colonial rich person jail. <laughs> Some white collar fucking bullshit. Right. Like you still had a slave in jail. They only, oh, oh. They yeah, only had one eight taps yeah. in every Jeez. cell. It's Martha Stewart jail. Yeah. Only domestic beer. So these things happen. But he was able to continue publishing his paper from jail. Because it was, it was like, that no, jail. Yeah, it was that kind of jail. So shortly after the paper... Um, excuse me, everyone at home. Uh, excuse me. Is that right? I'm so, just so, so, so basically we're dealing with DMX at this point. <laughs> but he was a universalist. He was a universalist. So he gets out of jail, and shortly after, his paper goes bankrupt. Because there's always... The paper? The paper. His newspaper. Oh, Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah no, I was no, thinking no, like no, a research his... paper of his. Oh like, no no. The oh, Herald no, Freedom. His his paper business. So his paper goes out, and Connecticut bans lotteries, like yeah. in the same month. So oh. he's out of money on a state law level. Are, yeah, okay. statewide level. So now he he has no more money except for the general store, which is not gonna fill his fucking desire to it's be one of the top dry boys, goods, you know? mate. They He'd have to downgrade it. the house he has. He's yeah. just like, I'm not doing that. I mean, Connecticut's pretty lame. They got really weird drinking laws. All yeah. kinds of Vince McMahon. Actually, um, P.T. Barnum was one of the people who fought for Prohibition, 
and that hated con- liquor and was what an sad about that. All right, so that's that's my fucking little pin in his side in the whole episode because fuck you, PT Barnum. Fuck you, PT Barnums. So what's a doughboy to do? He sells his general store and packs up your family and your other shit and moves to New York City to join the world of entertainment. Viva New York City! Live New York City? That's right. He's just now moved with his family to New York City to become some kind of entertainer. Some kind of entertainer. He knows he wants to tame. Nice. Tame boy. So the first venture he has, it's the year... 1835, slavery is still somewhat legal. In New York? In New York, it wasn't, but there were loopholes, because you can have pre-existing slaves. Oh, okay. So his first venture into the world of sideshows was a woman named Joyce Heth. Heth. Now, Heth was a 80-year-old, blind, paralyzed woman of African-American descent, whose previous employer showcased her Ah. off as being George Washington's 161-year-old wet nurse. What? Yeah. What's a wet nurse? That's when the nurse nanny that breastfeeds you. A nanny that breastfeeds you. Yeah. As a man? She's a woman. She's a woman. She's got a nipple. Like he's a grown man that gets breastfed. No, 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 no. no. As an no, infant. No, oh, okay. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what? a really devoted nanny that yeah, is not like, afraid I mean, of letting shit. you suck on a nipple. Yeah. When when he was a baby Chipotle, she gave her a sauce. Yeah. Oh, Sauced it up. Joyce Heth's teat was supposedly. Providing nutrients and sustenance to young George Washington. I see. Oh, yes. So that was his first act. Right, that's his first act. Look how and old legal, this is. <laughs> and the legal loophole that he was allowed to use to obtain her 100% as a slave was he was able to lease her from the previous owner. Ah, ain't that some shit. And then when the lease was up, there was an option to buy. So it was $1,000 for the lease and 500 to finish it off. Ugh. So he took her on the road and would show her all over the East Coast, show her off to people, and made $1,500 a week with the bish. Look and at my oh, weird man. slave. Didn't even have to pay her. Slave. That's cruel that's shit. Shitty. Damn, that's that is really up. shitty. Yeah, he man. probably showed the, her tits off. Yeah. Because that's I, the nipple. She, she only had mobility <laughs> of one <laughs> arm. She was too. It's, it's, tits. It's old as hell, dude. It's fucked up. What was it, 80-something? Octogenarian? Nah, he had her in possession for... A year. Jeez. And then she died. She was 80. So yeah, but it didn't stop there. Uh, he did hopped a, her corpse up and kept right on going. No, he did a public <laughs> autopsy for oh. 50 cents of you. You what? could see the Bullshit. public autopsy. Come check it out, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50 cents. 50 cents, you could see this old woman's getting pulled apart. Obviously, uh, the autopsy revealed that she was 81 and not 161. Wait, but she, he had he had real he had real doctors do this and verify it and verify it and Probably then play the oh then. I got her from the previous owner I've also been had oh okay you know I he would have been like hey doctors here's fifty bucks he fucking, fucking knew he, yeah. but he's you know he's a showman oh is not the world mysterious I've been duped yeah so that's <laughs> Joyce Heth that was his first venture into side shows all right setting up a real bad picture. And in 1841, he buys the Scudder's American Museum in New York City and names it after himself. So it's now Barnum's American Museum. Creative. Now, very similar to the museums we have now, you entered with a fee and then you could walk around. Uh But Uh Barnum was a nut job. So instead of just like having cultural uh, American exhibits, testicles, all he turned into a fucking zoo and a freak show and a wax museum, a lecture hall. 
And uh, uh, I, I mean, I feel like this is a different person altogether. But it's basically because it's in every major city of Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Ripley's that. kind of... He's a different person. Mm-hmm. But that's what fucking P.T. Pro- P- did Ripley rip off P.T.? Believe it or not. Believe it. Oh. oh. Fucking See what's been done? If you really want to have a bad time and not learn anything about this city you're in, go to Ripley's, believe it or not. Oh, I was actually going to do that in L.A. Time. for shits and giggles. We got dr- uh, me and John got drunk at a Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real cultural experience, yes. Tom. You went to a Hooters, best place, and then you ever, go to, yeah, go to Ripley's. Did you use the side door from one establishment to the other? Like, oh, it's attached. It was right there. We could have. They got really good wings at Hooters. They do. They do. So yeah. the museum was open 15 hours a day, and because of the size of it, it had up to 15,000 visitors a day. That's okay. a lot of. Uh, I think it was ten cents to get in. Oh, one of those, one of yes. those joints. Yeah, it's a lot of months. So some notable attractions. Um, one what of the one of the first in-house freaks. Well, I'll go some of over some of the in-house freaks. So I want to know all about all the freaks. So many freaks. So the first one is General Tom Thumb. His <laughs> real name was Charles Sherwood Stratton, a twenty-five inch dwarf. Who inch. Ooh. 25-inch dwarf. He's this big. No, it's tiny. Two feet. When PT met him, he was five years old. And he had met him because he was actually a fifth cousin. Oh. That was a weird cousin. Oh, okay. Weird cousin. How do you know he was a dwarf when he was five years old? Because you can see he's literally two feet tall. He stopped growing at the age of one. Damn. Oh, shit. So he was one, and then he's just like, nah. I'm done. You're done. And also, Tom Thumb was apparently a very mature person for his age. I think I've heard the name before. So yeah, even Tom though Tom he was five, he passed for like a ten-year-old. Mm. You know, he was just, okay. He was like throwing around adults all the time. I'm yeah. small. Hello. Yeah. So he get beer for me mm-hmm. now. So yeah, by crawling under the door. <laughs> exactly. He's in the doggy door at one stop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Why does one stop have a fucking doggy door? No, they don't. But <laughs> they should. Pooches. Back then they did in the 1840s. Yeah, they, well, they got all the pooch in. Yeah, so, pandas. So not only did PT put him. On display, he actually adopted him. Oh, oh, okay. How old was that's he better than he adopted? Owning, I'm five. I guess. Oh, I five. I'm okay, five. that's good. Yeah, yeah. So better he he would sell his age to other people as he's eleven, just to up the uh, you know, like this eleven year old. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tiny. Holy shit. Tom Thumb. Although he was at the museum regularly, he would travel the world as a celebrity. Ooh. Keep in mind, right. like nice. A lot of word of mouth shit. When you hear something like there's a there's a man who's this big. Right. You're going to want to see him. He's the OG we You want to hang out with him, you know? Exactly. There was no radio personality. There was no television or anything back right. then. So it's just word of mouth. And you hear about something. Oh, you hear about that boy? Yeah, that, dog. Have you heard about the boy? That he's, he's OG we man. Because mm-hmm. we man yeah. did some crazy shit, dog. Hell yeah, yeah. He so was small. He was basically considered one of the first celebrities in Ooh, the world. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Even the Queen Victoria gave him a peck on the cheek when he visited England. Mm, well... Yeah, so Hello. he was hanging out with raw ties and stuff. And then we got another exhibit was Chang and Ang. And <laughs> oh, I, I, have you folks heard of these people? This is I, the, the Siamese. OG Siamese. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I never heard of them. Yeah, yeah there, were, there were two uh, Chinese adult men who were Ooh. attached b- at the liver. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's why yeah, those what. guys were, it's why those twins were called Siamese, because they thought like, oh, these guys are Siamese. They're, they're from Siam. Yeah. Yeah. Must be from Siam. They were Chinese, yeah. but that's how PT branded them. Because he was always looking for something weird. You know, exactly. he did a lot of weird branding with some of the freaks. Like, hey, like, you're actually a freak, but the way we're going to spin this is like, maybe you're from somewhere else. Right. 
Well, also back Siam. when Siam was an actual yeah, country. Siam. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> what is there now? Learn some new it's new Thailand. Thailand now. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So they did a short stint at the museum, but it was a huge poll. It was earlier on in the museum's opening. And then we had William Henry Johnson, known as Zip the Pinhead. He was uh, a, uh, Zippy the Pinhead. They made a comic out of him. Yeah, yeah. He had wow. one of those tapered ass little heads. You got a and they called him like the Monkey Man and stuff. Yeah, that's actually like a genetic fucking yeah, it's issue. horrible. Yeah, horrendous. horrendous. Oh, really? Horrendous, horrendous <laughs> deformity. Shit. So here's some other things that he had in the museum that were lots of fun. More on the trickery end. Any slaves? Any more slaves? So one of the first things he did, he was pulling a humbug, and he had a yeah. big old banner out front that said. Come see the six-foot man-eating chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> it was actually just a six-foot-tall gentleman eating chicken, chicken in yes. a big-ass fish tank. Oh, well, I was in a fish tank. Uh, just to add to the display element. Uh, look at me. So, so this, yeah. He actually started, um, I think I remember reading this, he started Purdue as well. Yes. <laughs> he was a, he was a, he was a Purdue guy, yes. <laughs> one Purdue of the other guy. freaks was <laughs> in, responsible for Tyson. Ooh. It's like one of those things like with my friends, I'm like, yo, my dog takes human-sized shits. And I have to be like, hold on, back up. Is your dog's turd that the size of a human's turd? Or that the size of a human? Because that can go both ways it with can. that phrase. And that's a big butthole. Yeah, you'd need a very massive butthole. Like, have yeah. you ever seen Jurassic Park? Yes. That's about the size of the buttholes you would need to do that. That's a lot You know when Sam Neill's digging in that big old booty hole of a Hershey's kiss? Yeah, he's just going all up in there like... Ooh. What do you think that was? Like, probably, as far as prop propage goes. It's probably uh, like dirty oatmeal. I think it was... It was probably Domino's. Domino's pizza. Digested Domino's. So it was actual, it was just it was actual feces. It was, it was uh, everyone who was working on all those props. They were just shitting in a can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would put it together. Just angry it at the talent. Shit. So they, they just—it's all the crew shit. And like, Sam Neil. This is a humbug. <laughs> they all fucking hated dude. Sam Neil. Giant man-eating chicken. Like he would pull these little tricks to get people into the museum and be like, "Now you paid your ten cents. Check it out." And it was a cool museum. So no one left angry. You know what I mean? I was going to say that they, they felt like they were tricked in a, a jovial way. You know, ha ha. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, they got me. I can't uh, believe it. But I told and, you very much. I mean, good because I, I was thinking like uh, back in the day, I feel like there'd be a lot of rowdy people coming in there being like, yeah, you fucked me up. Dog. No, people were really into it to the point where the influx of customers that he got was largely due to other people playing jokes on their friends uh, okay. going, you got to see the six foot. Man-eating chicken. Man-eating chicken. Okay. You know, like, people got in on the joke. They wanted to have the ha-ha, too. Right. So then they left, and they saw all this stuff. They would just be like, yeah, you gotta check it out. Yeah, check it out. Guess what? This man's a little prankster. He's a pranksy boy. Yeah, I kind of want to, like, go up to, to Barnum and be like, you couldn't find a seven-foot guy for this? That would have been way... Well, he had plenty of seven-foot-tall men. Yeah, I assumed, right? Like... Why not seven foot man eating chicken? I don't yeah. know. Well, we'll we'll get there. You got so a the, guy back there. The next hoax he had uh, a very famously the Fiji mermaid. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh. I think I know. That was a staple. The fucking uh, a goddamn fin to her or something. No, it was a monkey and a fish stapled together. That's right, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that thing. It was on Ripley's. No yep. way. <laughs> yep, they had that, and uh, actually, oh, God. There's, they still make those. It, yeah, you can got, buy them. Yeah, it was I like, a, it was like a, it was Me like too, a, I was looking them up on eBay. It's a fish-eating a monkey that, that gets, like, sweet. fossilized and mummified together. <laughs> I'm getting one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, let's get one. Can we get one? We can um, get a company. Well, let's make it goes one, right man. over there, yeah. right in the corner. Let's if, make one. If we got a Patreon, can we make that a thing? Yeah, dude. Like, get some of these freak stuffs? Ooh. Hell yeah, I want all the freak things. I there want weird things in jars, like something I ate a while ago. 
Pickles? Pickles. Okay. Yeah. Pickles. Those go in jars. They yeah. do go in jars. We can just have that right Are we going to make a Patreon for pickles? Is that Ooh. what you're trying to yeah, pickle. do? Yeah, pickles. Fund your pickle fetish. So let me tell you about my favorite humbug that he's got. Alright. So you walk in the museum and you see this giant poster for this way to the egress. Oh, he All did right. that? Yeah. Oh, great. He was that guy. So... If you don't know what egress means, it means exit. Oh. But he branded it to be some giant bird-like animal. Yeah. Like <laughs> on the poster. <laughs> oh, it just said egress. So yeah. you'd walk into the egress to it see the, the egress, lead. and you would just be on the sidewalk. <laughs> you'd <end laughs> You're out. Yeah, you'd end up outside. <laughs> and this is actually a solution to overcrowding it yeah. in, in yeah. the museum. He wants to get people dummies. out. <laughs> yep. Well, you want it because, stops people from loitering. Yeah, right. exactly. And since it was like towards the back of the museum, at least they got to see most of it. Uh huh. And then they would hit that part, and they just get dumped out, and they'd be like, "Ah, oh, I've been had." Ha ha. And people <laughs> yeah. would tell their friends that, "Yo, you got to go see you, the egress." See so the they would egress. send their friends, like you know, give them give them the ten cents, and then go immediately to the egress. What sick fucking people! <laughs> and the signage was very Jesus. anticipatory, be like this way. Yes. To the egress in like filigreed gold. Yes. Wow. That's like, funny shit. People thought it was either like a a huge bird, an egret, or yeah. like some kind of like priestess because of the es on the end of the word. Right. I'd be so pissed if I walked outside to a sidewalk. But that's your fault for not knowing what egress is. That's yeah. Like the You've been humbug. That's the humbug. Dude, he's he. I'd I mean, be pissed too. I, just, I, I, I knew mean, about this trick. I didn't know he was the fucker that pulled it. I, I feel like I feel like there had to. Be, I mean, I don't know if you came you came across this in your research, but I feel like there had to be people that he had a bouncer. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. There must he have totally been. had uh, someone that was like definitions. Yeah. 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 Well, he was making bank, so I'm sure all of his stuff was covered. He was oh, yeah. a very good businessman. He did not want his shit to get fucked with. But I can just totally see that dude coming like all fucking drunk and like ah ah see the egress, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the sidewalk outside. Where be the egress, bro? <laughs> I can I can imagine it being like partially a pride thing too. Like right. you don't want to make a stink about getting fooled. Mm. <laughs> so people are like, or no, like just walk back in. He's like, oh, okay, I guess he got that dime off of me. Like, Dude. I got another twin cents right here. Let's yeah. go again. I'll stay away from the egress this time. I'm gonna be jumping around in time a little bit just because of how many ventures this dude had going for him. Yeah, dog. This is not exactly a linear depiction of what his life was like because there's so much shit that he did. He got his fingers in so many little pies. So we'll talk about the end of the museum. So on July 13th. 1865, the American Museum burned to the ground in one of the most spectacular fires New York has ever seen. Animals at the museum were seen jumping from the burning building, oh, wow. only to be shot by police officers. <laughs> Many of the animals, unable to escape the blaze, burned to death in the enclosures, including two beluga whales who boiled to death. Ooh. Oh my god, that's terrible. It was that's allegedly so during the, this fire that a fireman by the name of John Denham was killed by an escaped tiger. Oh, excuse me. He killed an escaped tiger. I, I'm sorry. Same coolness. He killed an escaped tiger before rushing into the burning building and carried out a 400-pound woman on his shoulders. Nice. One oh. of the freaks. It was Fuck actually me. a shaved bear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Save me! Oh, no. Did, did, did PT oh, try man. to charge for this? Like... Oh, the, 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 they're watching my animals burn. I need dimes from each of these people. I don't. I, I don't think street. he wasn't even in New York at the time. I'm sure. So he under his belt, he's got this zoo, uh, this museum, and he's also got Purdue, and he's got bumblebee it's tuna. Not, not, he's he boiled that beluga whale. Uh, That's not the bumblebee. He got that bubbly tuna. Bubbly tuna. 
Bubbles tuna. Bubbly tuna. How'd the fire start? We don't know. Mysteriously. It's probably the fire breather. But, interestingly enough, he tried to open another museum shortly after, and it also burned to the ground. So, (laughs) there's suspicion that it's some kind of religious... Ooh. following that were not into his practices of showing off freaks and stuff. Mm. It's probably karma from, you know, owning a yeah, 82-year-old paraplegic. Yeah, slave. no, I'm not going to yeah. defend the guy, I mean, but everyone was awful back then. A lot yeah. of slaves were still there. It was like, you know, I'm sure the guys who burnt it down also had slaves. That's the slaves yeah. to do well, it. Well, I mean, it burnt down in, in 1618, or 16. 1865. 19. What? 1865. Oh, 1865. No, there were slaves. Sure, but yeah. the loopholes. No, because if you owned a slave, you couldn't buy slaves. The way you weed out slavery well, back then was that you made it illegal to buy slaves. So therefore, the continue the practice. Yeah, is but cut it, off. by 1865 in New York, there were uh, indentured servants. Oh, true. Ooh. You know the situation with him with Heth, the old George Washington milk bag. Wet right. Mess. Was I guess I, the, what was that? 1840. So yeah, I guess so. At this point. Mm-hmm. Civil War started 1866? 1858. Mm-hmm. 1858, I think. 58? I thought it was 62. Alright, well, uh, tweet at us. Yeah. Ha, let us know. <laughs> uh, we don't care. Yeah. Moving on. So, P.T. Barnum had a longing to assert himself into a society as someone who wasn't only d
Because yeah. back in the day, you couldn't just send around and fucking, uh, here's my mixtape, bro. No, it didn't work like that. No yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably like marketed her as like the siren from the north or something like that. Dude, that would get me hard. And yeah. one thing he did do, which we still do in common ticket practices today, was that he broke up the seating in the venue to color sections. Not color sections. Wait a minute. What? Were you talking about racial yeah, slurs? I was not. <laughs> All right. Color coded sections. So, okay. Mm. So I'm before still... this, it was just whatever money you can get and uh, would be the seat you were able to get. Or, uh, not, excuse me, if you were able to put together the money to go to an opera, you would just go in there and then the usher would put you somewhere. Okay. And it was kind of luck of the draw. Oh, so really? So what he did was create the system that we use today when you go to a venue and you're sitting somewhere, like if you're fucking going to see a stupid hockey game or some shit like that, yeah. you're paying by where you're sitting. Mezzanine, blue. Exactly. That whatever. didn't happen before. It was just broken up into like the main floor and then like the upper floor. Like the so, poor zone and the rich zone. Exactly. Bleachers and the <laughs> so now he around. broke it down for more middle class. Keep in mind, this is very industrial revolution time. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot more free time and a lot more money to be spent by the average person. Mm, no, not in a lot America. More, a lot of not more, not a lot more free time, but a lot more money. No, in America, there was a lot more free time. No. Yeah, no way. No, well, no labor. No, no, no. Excuse me. At this time, there were a lot of people who didn't have their free time, but it also kind of traversed into a lot of people who didn't have to do dick for what they were doing. So there was a lot more free time with the middle class. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The poor were still stiffed. I'm not fucking saying. Oh well, yeah, but, but the middle class was still very narrow. We're talking the late 1800s, right? Yeah, it was Industrial narrow. Revolution. It was narrow, but it was still. It was like 20 percent of the population that all of a sudden had a little extra spending cash. And I'm not saying they were fucking like making out on top, but they wanted to be involved with higher society, and this was a perfect opportunity. I mean, just remember in that time period, there there were no things as like legal working hours, so you would work a 16-hour day. No, that'd I, be fine. Four I, days in a I'm row. I'm fully aware of that. What I am saying is that those people were the poorer people getting that shit end of the stick. Right. It happened. I'm not disagreeing with mm -hmm. you, but you, you like don't forget there was this whole chunk of people that were just ready to spend money. Right. That, that didn't exist before. The Industrial Revolution created the middle class. Before, it was just the poor and the, the rich. Right. That was it. But now mm -hmm. we have the middle class. People want to go out. So that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's a whole new group of people who are willing to buy the third best ticket in the house. You know? Right. So that's all I'm saying. So Jenny Lind was that for him. That's how he broke that shit up. Genius marketing. Genius fucking promoting. Now you can get into that shit. Yeah, only yeah, dog. Nice. Drop it. Bop, 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 bop. Oh. Exactly yeah. like that. So... Here's some other pre-circus shit. After making the bank with Jenny Lind, P.T. Cruiser tried his hands <laughs> a few other ventures. You guys have not been paying attention. That's like the third time he's made that joke. Oh, really? Ah. Yeah. It just rolls oh off the tongue, God. dog. Yeah, P.T. Cruiser. I love P.T. Cruisers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we have him on record saying uh, that. The yeah. P.T. loser. Can I, can I, yeah, can I get a beer, actually? <laughs> yeah, get it. Get, yeah, get the a, fucking get a young, beer for that one. The young P.T. Cruz. <laughs> yeah, young P.T. Cruz. So, Travis, actually, I think you would like to hear this. P.T. Barnum created America's first aquarium. Oh, he did an aquarium first? He was the first aquarium. Did he put fish in it? He put everything in it. Did he put water in it? He put water and did, fish. Did he put grass in it? He put grass at the bottom of the Ooh. water where the fish oh was Oh my god, he made an aquarium. He made one aquarium. Wow, that's pretty sick. He probably put a beluga swale in it, and he probably put like a mermaid and a, a giraffe. He did. And then he also started publishing books. He wrote a book called The Guidebook to the Museum, where it was like, hey, look at all the cool shit I got with over... 
850,000 entries of shits that he got. So there's multiple volumes. Oh, like, check sure. this out. Look at all the stuff I got. Look at... He also wrote an autobiography called Struggles and Triumphs that he would keep updating as he would get older. So every, like, five years, he would add more to it. My struggle. You know who else yeah. did that? What's that? Hitler. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> mine Kampf. He can't remember the couple editions. Did he? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he kind of... I thought it was one-off. Well, he didn't rewrite it, but there was a few editions. So he also wrote a another book called Humbugs of the World, in which he kind of dispelled myths. Because even though he would be a perpetrator of the myths... Oh, there you go. Uh, even though he'd be the guy to, to tell you this shit's real, if you asked him about it, he would give up, like, immediately. Be like, no, it's a joke. Okay, so he put it out there, but he wasn't like, I am the Chris Angel. You don't know how He was it is. not Chris Angel. Yes, like, exactly. He would be like, hey, guess what? I just fooled you. I'm Penn Teller. Like, Penn Teller. Penn right? Teller. Penn Teller do that shit all the time. That's right. Hell yeah. Penn Tellers. Pantera. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> all right. Politics. Hey, politicos. Now, Barnum was significantly involved in politics, focusing on race and slavery, sectionalism, in a period leading up to the American Civil War. Okay. Perhaps feeling bad about the whole Joyce Heth thing. Mm-hmm. In 1854, P.T. left the Democratic Party due to their pro-slavery stance. What a switch. Yeah. Back in the day. Yep. A little switcheroonie. Which is interesting because he managed a group of touring white minstrels who performed in blackface. Oh. Uh, while replete with black stereotypes, Barnum shows satirized in a stump speech in which black phrenologist was that for not phrenologist phrenologist right that's the uh head lump studier yeah yeah uh made a a dialect speech parodying lectures given at the time to prove the superior white race wait so this was something that he was promoting this was something that he was promoting because he was racist but he also kind of believed that like slavery shouldn't be a thing, right? It was like uh, one of those things, like you know? yeah. yeah, a little bit of a hypocrite. Yeah, definitely. All right, abolitionist. Well, at least he's on the kind of okay <laughs> side of things. Uh, slightly <laughs> okay. Slightly, slightly better. Yeah, I mean. Slightly. So Barnum ran for and was elected to the Connecticut legislature in 1865 as Republican representative for Fairfield, Fairfield, and served four terms. Even though he claimed to have a distaste for politics. Fuck mm. this, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Barnum was notably the legislative sponsor for the law enacted by the Connecticut General Assembly in 1879 that prohibited the use of any drug, medicinal article, or instrument for purpose of preventing contraception. What a birth control. idiot. Yeah, well, that's pretty in line with the Republicans today. Yeah, what a dummy idiot. Though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I want to bang out, and I want to be safe about it. Be safe with it. Be safe with it. So that remained in effect in Connecticut until being overturned in 1965. 65? Yeah. Wait, so people in Connecticut were banging without jimmies until 1965. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, right. I use that old school term, jimmies. Jimmies, yeah. Good one. It's a good term, yeah. Still use it. Hell yeah. So he ran for United States Congress in... 1867 and lost to his third cousin, William Henry Barnum. Later on in 1875, Barnum will become mayor of Bridgeport, Connecticut and will work to improve the water supply, bringing 
gaslighting to the streets and enforce liquor and prostitution laws. Lame. Yeah, bad. Wait, was That's... everyone cousins back then? A lot I feel of cousins. like they're all fucking related somehow. Yeah, dude. It's stupid. Oh, my God. It's like a hierarchy thing. Like, you know, it's you're in a family that has power, so you climb up, and then eventually this just Jeez. gets smaller and smaller. And he's getting rid of the liquors and getting rid of the hookers. Well, he didn't get rid of our Bailey's. He didn't get rid of our Bailey's. I kind of wish he got rid of Bailey's. There you go. Because we're drinking yeah. Bailey's right now. It tastes like a hot milk. At least we're not drinking it out of a shoe. Ooh. Try that. Try that. Try it. It's like an Oh, His face is priceless. It's warm milk. That's not bad. That's usually the first reaction to Bailey's. It's like... Like oh, it's like hey. chocolate milk. Like some, yeah, it's some nice spice in it. Spicy, spicy milk. So much a spicy. It's like a melted chocolate bar. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> you got any more backpack Bailey's trap? So, like I said, I'm bouncing around in time a bit. In 1867, he started his first traveling menagerie, or circus for short. Ah, uh, Cirque du Soleil. So, boy, uh, is Cirque basically he's 57 at this point. Yeah. That's when he gets into circus. And that's what good years. Most, most people were retired by then. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you had money and you were playing fucking business like this, but this guy had some work ethic. Double down. He yeah. was a regular old Jack Tramiel. Oh. Yeah. He was like, guess what? We're not done here. I'm going to start a new thing called the circus. Whoop, and whoop. there's going to be penis. And there's going to be a big <laughs> ass tent. And that's there, not how he marketed this. No, this is how he, how he presented it. There's going to be a big ass tent. And there's going to be elephants, <laughs> and there's going to be the clones, and there's going to be the peenheads. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how he did it. I, I, I'm You're trying not to imagine, that far off. Yeah, You're, I'm trying to imagine you like trying to get that to go over to a boardroom. It's going to be peanuts. I want to go to a circus now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess what I sold you, and if I did it with my pants off, the effect would be in full force. Hell yeah. And that's what P.T. Barnum did. That's Tom, continue, because I'm going to take over right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so, of course, clowns and elephants were the focus of the traveling menagerie. Clowns? The more the better was the motto. So he spent lots of money on advertising, was able to use the America's new railroad system ah. to bring his show all over the country. Whoa! <laughs> Shove the elephant in. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the American public had a little more leisure time because of the Industrial Revolution. Flopping their dick. Around. Flopping their dick. So they were able to hit these shits. They, had, they wanted the entertainment, and he was filling that gap using nice. railroads. Yeah. He hit that shit, so he was bouncing all over the place. The main ports were Louisiana, New York City, Chicago, and San Francisco. Damn. So anywhere in between there, he was able to cover. A lot of places, especially for back then. Tom, you toured. Where are the cool places that aren't those cities you named? Those city places? Uh, everyone everyone should go to Iowa City. It's the best. Everyone? Iowa City. Iowa yes. City. Yes. What's so, great about Iowa City? It's a just cool-ass town, but you wouldn't think so because it's in Iowa. They have potatoes? And their capital, Des Moines, is just so run down. Oh, everything's fried there, right? Des Moines, a lot of fried Iowa? stuff. Jeff, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. It's the capital you of fried stuff. You don't want to go there. You Jeff, don't. I kind of do. I kind of want to get like, a you, fried Twinkie or something like that. We, you can get all yeah. that shit here, though. But they have, like, fried butter out yeah. there. Yeah. All right, fine, we'll go. Oh. He started doing, like, merch, and some of it was, like, preemptive. He would write children's books or commission children's books to be written and distributed to towns 
like months before the circus was coming through to uh, get all the kids this? excited. Were they good? Yeah. Uh, well, not really, but they were, were they just adverts. They were, f- they, they were basically just advertisements. Like it was all like, you know, if they were showing off a particular animal, that would be like, oh, the story of this animal. I mean, who is the guy? I think he is Doctor Seuss. Uh, Look at this. Do you think he's do you think he's Babar's dad or something? Do you think he's Doctor Seuss? Does he think he's like could? Do you think he'd be like R.L. Stein or something like that? Ooh, yeah, creepy. Was he like an dog. idiot? Oh my god, he's such an idiot. Such an idiot. Shouldn't write the kids' books if you're not R.L. Stein. You're not allowed to. Yeah, what a dummy. So he revolutionized the future of circuses future. he wasn't the first circus in town in fact circuses has been around for a long time but he figured out the cool shit so he got them fucking ten thousand people tents and traditionally a circus was one ring where all the action would happen but he added two more rings we got these three rings well he wanted to be able to fit more people in so he'd have multiple things going on right and he'd be able to take more monies you know so it was a good move so it was trapeze artists, jugglers, clowns, and of course, the freaks. Yeah, but I'm going to say, go back to the uh, rings. It's important. Three ring, bar, and belly, bear, bears. Yes. So, I mean, why would you want one ring when you could have three? Yeah, but three no, one, no one thought about holes. it. holes. Three holes to go through. <laughs> three, three holes. Three chimpanzee holes. I'm going to bring up four holes later, and you're going to laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to laugh. You know what I say? <clears throat> so I looked at him and I laughed. Is this, is this like another Siamese twin thing? You're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Of, no guessing, boys. I'm not <laughs> guessing anything. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Nice. Let me know. So let's talk a little bit about his catchphrases. Because he was known for phrasing things. Can I just guess them? On. Yeah, sure. Have a peanut, kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to love my show. Sit down. Uh, <laughs> and then my, his third one was uh, use your eyes to look at this show, not your dick. Uh, uh, yeah, that one. Uh, that one yeah, that, that, one, that one a, a sucker's born every moment. Okay, so here's one that you're you're all gonna like here. Have you ever heard the term jumbo before? Yeah, jumbo trial. Yeah, are you talking about anything? Man, anything? The term jumbo, jumbo, jumbo was popularized through PT Barnum. Jumbo shrimp. Yeah, Jumbo oh. was the name of an African elephant that PT purchased from the London Zoo, much to the Londoner's dismay. They actually London hated him when he bought this no. fucking elephant. Oh, elephant. It was a giant fucking elephant, like the world's biggest motherfucker. So the word Jumbo has become synonymous with the idea of big or huge to how big the elephant was. Jumbo shrimp. It's excellent. It's named that because of Jumbo shrimp. Jumbo is big. Dude. Yeah, so before this elephant, sick. Jumbo didn't mean anything to anyone. Yes, Jumbo was not used yeah. at all, so he popularized that term for big. That made me hard as hell. Yeah, Jumbo eggs. Come on! Oh dog. my god, oh, he invented eggs. Hell he yeah. invented everything that's big. Jambalaya? No. Ooh, no. Ooh, actually, Ooh. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I think he invented that. Jambalaya. He, he was hard as soup. He was a hard Sounds soup. Yeah. Hard <laughs> as hard soup. As Fucking hard soup. Did you say but... hard as soup? Yeah, dog. You're hard as soup, man. <laughs> oh, I That's love it. Hard so hard. Soup. You're like hard as soup, dog. You're hard as soup. As a side note, Barnum and Bailey's biggest draw for a few years was Jumbo. That was like their thing. It was just like, come by, see Jumbo. Look at this big ass fuck out of this and then, dickhead, right? No, nah, he they they treated this elephant tight. Oh, really? Yeah, so because they just showed him off. Goose. They didn't have him do like parlor tricks or anything. They were okay. just like, look He's how big this big. fucking elephant is. The biggest animal. Ship? Look at this. Do you, you, have bunch this? Of, you have a bunch of white people that don't see animals. You know. And then you show them this thing, you're like, holy fuck, that's a big animal. Oh it's God, so no. big, it's a big one. 
What is that? Like a hundred pounds? Jesus. Yeah. So he had him. He had Jumbo for a couple of years, and then Jumbo got hit by a freight train Damn. and died. Dude, why do you let your elephant get hit by a freight train? Was that an know. act? Come on, on awry. Was that an was that an act that went bad? No, no, no. That was that was in transport. Damn. Um, they would have to. They'd have to walk these animals from the train station to wherever they were doing the circus grounds. And there was an accident, basically. Just um, I think it's a conspiracy. So, yeah, great. Illuminati confirmed. Yeah. I think this actually is. really bummed Barnum out. He was, like, close with this animal. Like, he cared about it. Yeah, do you know what a freight so, train does to that? It just, like, just mash the shit out of it. It's the government trying to get rid of the circus. That's what it was. It's a conspiracy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Reptilians. Where did government come from, Mike? Well, uh, well, the government, the government, you can't get away from it. No. That's the problem with the government. They're everywhere. If you have an elephant that they don't want to talk about, the elephant's no longer in the room. You know what I mean? It's on the tracks. Elephant represents the, the Republican Party and they're against libertarian <laughs> values. <laughs> yes, they, no, they, they, they masquerade around like they, they, they do something. Have you guys noticed also uh, recently Alex Jones writing off Donald Trump? They used to be yeah, like he besties. was crying about yeah. it. Uh, they used to be besties, and now Alex Jones is all... What a he's sad. I feel. I almost feel bad for Alex Jones. I don't feel bad. I, I almost, know. I said. Okay, almost. All right. Yeah, so all right. Uh, Barnum put Jumbo's skeleton on display at the Museum of Natural History in New York, and then taxidermied the rest for his own exhibit. So Dude, is Jumbo still there today? Because I've seen that big-ass elephant at the Natural Museum of science i believe that is a mastodon <laughs> oh yeah that, you're right that dude a, i don't know if that's have, an old elephant yeah they had that right in the, they had yep. that right in the entrance right but the they entrance. have the i think they have the skeleton still in their possession if not it might be on lease to another place it's uh, in the back you can't see it so some noted that jumbo's death took more of a taxing on him than even his wife or child's death wait tom did you say the band mastodon died no they're fine <laughs> okay they're doing okay so his wife and child died his wife and child died and then you know, as you do, uh, you get sad. Oh. But he wasn't. He was more sad for Elefante. Oh, Elefante. Elefante Jambalayas. Yeah. So the term. We're getting back to the catchphrases. You guys ever heard the term "rain or shine" before? Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. rain or shine, yes. That's him. Really? He that was that. a marketing thing. It was just like, hey, we got tents. What's going on, <laughs> rain or shine? Come on down. You ever see this top on sticks before? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he got that shit, dude. dude. He, he spared no expense when it comes to the, the, the roofs of his well, temporary fixtures. That's pretty much science. You Free go, roof. Yeah, you go to fucking Home Depot. You Free get, roof with your seat. You get that science blue tarp, and you have rain or shine. Exactly. And he knew that. Get this show on the road. Ooh. Ah. Uh, so that became something that what he was known for saying. I don't know. Like We use it all the time. Get the show on the road. It was literally putting the show on the road. At the uh, time. He sounds like he's just giving New Yorkers ammunition. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Hold your horses. There you go. Ooh, oh, really? That's that him, one? too. Wow. Now, holding your horses was a reference to when they would parade the animals down from the train station to where they had the, the fairgrounds. People were still using horses. Yeah. Hold your horses. So they would tell them, look, we're marching like a million fucking elephants this way, and hold a horse is going to be freaked out, so you hold your horses. Yeah, we're coming through. Better. Hold your horses. Huh. We're coming through. That's pretty badass. Bitches. Yeah, man. He's got more. Uh, you ever heard the term grandstanding? Yeah. Yeah, dog. Yeah, man. That was him. Yeah. He's a grand what he did was standing. a term that was used for very important people coming by his shows and getting front row treatment to show that they were there at, at the circus. Grand. They were grandstanding. I, in all honesty, though, how many of these people in the front row really wanted to see the size of an elephant dong? I, come on. Like, you just kind of want to know most. how big it is. 
Yes, look for ten cents. Look, look how big it is. Yeah, tell, 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 tell me, a, Martha, look, look, Martha, look at how big, big it is. Look at how low it hangs. Mama, mama, Martha, Martha, would you look? Martha, please look. And, and the look, mother is tell me, there. Tell me, I feel like no, that. Tell me, no, I'm, when I'm, tell me no. when I'm inside of you. That's how I feel. No, no. <laughs> tell me, I hang like an elephant next time. No. We're, next time we're, we're, we're having uh, sexual relations, Martha. No. And the mother has like the the the, the opera binoculars, like my. My word, that P.O. is bigger. I can throw several quarters down. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the phrase, throwing your hat in the ring. Okay. Oh. That came from a politician at one of his shows, Grandstanding, who got a, a a bit of talk, if you will. He was allowed to talk for a second and literally threw his hat into the ring for re-election. And the crowd went wild. Huh. First time you throw your hat in the ring. So that was printed all over the newspapers. Politician, don't know his name. Politician throws his hat in the ring. Rudy Steve, Giuliani. Steve Buscemi. He, Good man. He's, yeah, great guy. Not uh, ever in political office. Well, he's actually Steve Buscemi the fourth. Uh, Stem Buscem. Stem Buscem. <laughs> Stem Buscemi. Stem Buscemi. So, do you guys know the phrase that he's most commonly known for saying, by any chance? Uh, break a leg. No. <laughs> no. Cody, I feel like you would know this. Uh, sucker's born every minute? Yes. Okay, cool. So everyone knows him for that <laughs> that saying. A sucker is born every minute. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the other things you said were way more famous. What about the... No, but it, he's literally shitting on the whole of humanity Yeah, like, yeah. with that phrase. What about the That's phrase, there's, there's an ass for every seat? Is that him too? That sounds good. I don't know. That sounds, He'd say that. That does sound a little like 1930s. He would oh, say that. 1930s? I don't know. He may have said that. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say he didn't. But that phrase that you just said, Cody, that was not him. Sounds like him. It was really? it, it does sound like him based off his job and how he would do all the hug bugs. Yeah. But he never said that. Oh, that was just some shit someone made up? Yeah. Some newspaper down. editorial threw in his mouth. He never said that shit. Oh well. He know. respected he respected his audience more than his, people let on. His patrons. Even though he was a silly racist man. <laughs> he was uh, a he respectful, respected. silly racist <laughs> yeah. man, for fuck's sake. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I suppose what I'm trying to say with that is that, like, maybe I'm not roasting P.T. Barnum. Maybe I'm roasting America. Maybe I'm roasting what America does to people. Mm. Oh, my Especially God. Especially like that. Yeah. Dude, you Someone like that has so brings so much joy deep. to the masses, and we're going to put words in his mouth? Shame on you, America. You're getting roasted. You, you realize none of America that's alive today was around there. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, Guess, that's the point of our podcast, so we're having a good time. Guess Yay! what, Tom? A uh, nope. <laughs> America will stand free and we proud. will stand America. with our tripod. Iraq's we don't have America. we don't have just two legs. We have a third leg that hangs out in the middle of the two legs. I'm so glad you keep bringing up this third hole and third leg. <laughs> we have our so freedom well. staff and <laughs> we can balance balance ourselves on freedom, freedom staff. <laughs> That's what the lizard people don't want you to know. There's a phantom limb that all of us Americans have, but we've been brainwashed out of it by psychic vampires, unable to stand on yeah. it once we came. <laughs> Tripod syndrome. Yeah. Learn something new every That's day. how we have 50, 57 stars. Yeah. yeah. The other ones are invisible. They're in lemon ink. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just like, yo, if you put a black light underneath the American flag, you'll see more stars. You're going to see way more stars you if you Nicholas put a black Cage light on National Treasure? Yeah. yeah, dude. I am. You're conflating am, National Treasure. With... I am Nicholas Cage of our food coups. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, oh, I love it. All right, so joining up with James Bailey, as in the P.T. Barnum and Bailey Circus. Oh, I yeah. Hear more how about do we Nicholas get about Cage. that, dog? 
Bailey Circus was PT's largest competitor. They were like squaring off a bit. They're like, you know, yeah. touching each other's shoulders, you know, like uh, feeling each Fuck other out. You, you know, they're, they're wearing their fucking like 1860s onesies and they're like touching each other's bodies, getting ready Roma Roman Greco, you know, at each other. Were they twirling their mustaches at each other? They was. Actually, <laughs> yes. So Barnum was no fool and decided to just merge with Bailey in 1880 and make the circus market their bitch together with me look how big we are now we're fucking huge did i have a question huge because we're going into the all circus thing okay and we did uh (laughs) we've been there dude (laughs) yeah well we're going into the real we're going into the real circus dog pt barnum and bailey yeah what 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 deepest blue my hat's like a my question is um cody did fucking uh thomas edison yeah was that an elephant on loan from one of them topsy from what i understand it could be oh Ooh. shit it's like I, one of those things I like who's got a fucking about extra elephant yeah like burning a hole that's in what i'm pocket. saying they're both probably like, barnum topsy was an elephant i'm googling it well no i know i know the story okay so topsy was an elephant that was elect- uh, basically was a circus elephant i don't know if it was one of their circus elephants well he it, was in new jersey and they were in new york yeah no so it's very likely so, so what happened was that this elephant ended up killing a few people. I think it, oh. it killed a few trainers. Bunch. But it's a, it's a fucking giant animal. Like good for you, Topsy. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was is that um, Edison at this time was on his rampage against Tesla's technology of alternating current, and he was using his direct current. So what he did was he had done a bunch of really cruel things to this elephant as an experiment and a death penalty. So what the first thing they did was they fed it a bunch of cyanide-laced carrots. Jeez. Oh, great. And it didn't die because it's like an elephant. It's a they, fucking they, elephant. Yeah. <laughs> it shrugs it off. So then they hung it. With? With a uh, one of those cranes. A big old cranes. That's so mean. Steam. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, mean as shit. Elephant survives. Didn't die. You know what they do next? They electrocute it. With? With the... alternating current. Yup. To show how dangerous it is. The, to the public. The competing like technology. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he yeah, it was like a Rasputin elephant. Yeah. They kept shooting it in the dick and <laughs> drowning it and poisoning it, but he's cool. Well, if you want to learn more about another dickhead and listen to our Dude. old episode, give that's me good. Check out that app. Yeah, Edison. give me those listens on Edison. We'll get it. So Barnum and Bailey Circus could not be stopped. Like <laughs> the juggernaut. So bitch. many fucking elephants. They were basically like a mega church of circuses. Oh shit. You know, they were like, We got the money, got the- we got the tain. Come on down. The elephant monopoly. Yeah, the elephant monopoly. So Bridgeport actually became their new location and Bridgeport, Connecticut. Take the ferry and from Port Jeff. This was known as the oh, yeah. biggest circus town in the world because that was their headquarters. And it, <clears throat> all the all the circus workers they live there when they weren't, you know, on the road. So it was like a huge boom to the Bridgeport economy. Yeah, it turned into the legit Connecticut city dog. Hell yeah. So let's get back into the personal life stuff. No more elephants? No, no. So these things happen. You know, the business is booming. The elephants happen. Dude, I think, how many dongs, elephant dongs did he look at? <laughs> it's just a real question, though. Like, not sexually. I'm not t- I'm not implying that he would look at No, no, a, observationally. Yeah, I'm not implying that like he would science look at experiments are I, important. Yeah, I'm not implying that he would look at an elephant dick sexually. But how many times did he have to look at it? I'm going to say 71. 71 times. Yeah. Over number. the course of his lifetime, I'm starting a lottery. No, so way, oh, no, 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 way more than 71, dude. There's there's pictures of him with f- fleets of like 30 fucking elephants. Uh, does so, it count 
the, like the next day. If you look at Jumbo's dick on Tuesday and then do it again on Wednesday. Did you look at two elephant dicks or five minutes? Elephant dicks. That's a lot. Okay, so (laughs) the refresh rate is five Five minute rule. That's that's the you shouldn't be looking at it. That's the origin of the five minute rule. Okay, if that's when's the last time you seen the peen? (laughs) Five minutes. That's a new peen. You're looking at new. You're looking at brand new peen. So by that logic, I say he's he's seen maybe a quarter million of penis dicks. Yeah, exactly. Over his lifetime, seen a lot of them drippy. Wow. If it's a new penis every five minutes, and he's got like thirty elephants, that's nice. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to cut every other fucking sentence he said out. That's the only remnant of like off mic in this fucking class. Oh man. So <clears throat> on to the personal life. In eighteen seventy-three, his invalid wife charity that we barely mentioned because she was just like sitting there holding her hands, own hands, and waiting for him to come home for weeks at a time. My Good job, husband. PT. She passes the F away. Yeah. Now one year later, he's married to his long term so called platonic friend Nancy Fish. Oh. Now they were friends for quite some time and yeah. she was forty years his junior. Yeah, but you know you you know what they say about Nancy Fish. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> well, listen, don't worry about it. Is that like a so they they had a relationship for about ten years, but uh, perhaps the old jumbo shrimp and fish were just meant to be together. Jumbo. <laughs> oh, that's a nice old archer treatures. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, year of the treacher. So after Jumbo's death, PT actually retired from the circus times, leaving control to Bailey. In 1919, a few years after Bailey's death, the Ringling Brothers merged with Barnum and Bailey's. Technically, the runtime on that whole spiel was 1871 to 2017. Oh, wow. Long times. Yeah. That was a long time. Wait, when did you say the merger was in 1916? The merger was in 1919. 1919. So, um, I believe Bailey died in 1906. Okay. And and I'll get to when Barnum died, but it's before then. Okay. Barnum went to Europe to share his likeliness with the folks at Madame Toussaint's and hey. leave a final message on Edison's phonograph. Oh, shit. So that he did cool. these things. He he knew he was mortal mm-hmm. and wanted to do some cool shit right before he died. He was like one of the world's biggest entertainers, so why not? So he like farted into the phonograph. Like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime guy. Yeah, he had that weird fucking transatlantic thing going ooh, on. I heard ooh. the recording. I didn't pull it up, but if you want to look that up, pull up P.T. Barnum's yeah, phonograph the, Hey, I'm P.T. Barnum! He's just like, I like to share my immortality. Very oh, rare I, accent. I, I like to tell. <laughs> like, you don't know what kind of accent it is. It's kind of like transatlantic meets like old racist. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so his death. Let's get there. Yeah, right. dog. Cause of death. In the fall of 1890, P.T. Cruiser suffered a stroke <laughs> that stuck him in bed till the end. The New York Sun did P.T. Barnum a favor and wrote his obituary before he died so he'd have a chance to read it. Oh, just like we do. We do that. Fancy. Guess what? That's how we do it. That's how we do. So, yes, um, thank you for your obituaries, everyone. Yeah. Uh, tweet us at them. Barnum. Yeah, tweet at Barnum, uh, suck an elephant dick, you Barnum. Suck my elephant cock. Hey. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Barnum died a few months later, April 7th, 1891. 1891. Damn. So what's that ripe old age of... Oh, he was 80. 80. Fuck all. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, he was 80. Wait, so 
he died in 1891, and Bailey lived until when? 1906. Now, 1906. Bailey did not make the Bailey Circus. Okay. His father did, and his oh, father had passed away long before then. His father had died for, like, 30 years before Bailey had died. Okay. So, at the point of the merger, James was still, like, kind of new to the deal. Oh, so fucking, like, P.T. Barnum just rolled them over. And Not, fucking take them in the ween. From what I understand, they were like pretty cool with each other. Oh, okay. They were, and they still work together. You know, oh, it was yeah. like kind of one of those like, hey, dude, we got these fucking awesome circuses because it's like the only entertainment and they don't even have Nintendo yeah. Switches yet. So, like, <laughs> you guys hey, watch chill. Hey, bro, I got an elephant. Hey, bro, I got a cloon. Hey, bro, <laughs> can we have an elephant and cloon hang out together? A cloon? We will now have P.T. Parnums and cloons and elephants. That's how it happened. All right, so that's P.T. Barnum. But I want to talk a little more about the legacy of P.T. Barnum. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about some of his more notable talents, i.e. some of the freaks. freaks. After he died? Oh, okay. No, I just want to talk about it because I didn't get into specifics. So I kind of want to just give a little breakdown of some of these other freaks. I got you. Some of these people who made serious fucking money showing off their fucking deformed penises. Oh, is that a thing? Uh, I will show you. <laughs> so, do you guys remember General Tom Thumb? Yes. The little baby boy? Little uh, baby son? Okay, so let me tell you about someone who's very dear to him. And that was Lavinia Warren. Okay. Now, her, Lavinia, and her sister, Minnie, they were two proportionate dwarf sisters. Minnie. Yes. They weren't name twins. Was Minnie. They weren't twins. They were born several years apart. And they actually had siblings of normal size. I guess genetically, they just, you know, were smaller. Had some little tiny people syndromes. Yeah, exactly. Genes. So Lavinia ended up marrying Tom Thumb, and the ceremony was paid for by Barnum after finding a church that would allow it. A they tiny actually, church? No, no, it was it wasn't a tiny church, but a lot, well, a lot of it was very discriminatory because they saw like they kind of saw a lot of freaks like deformities and stuff. You must be this like, tall to get married. You like your pregnant mom saw something horrible or did something horrible. That's why or you're unsacred, up. and that's why you're fucked up. Yeah. So there was a lot of discrimination towards uh, people with all kinds of strange things happening. With goddamn religions. Yeah, I thought you were like the devil or some shit, right? Yeah, or pretty much. Yeah, like if you were if, fucked, if you had like that the, the pinheadism, they thought that your mom like made a deal with the devil or something. Weird shit. That so before true. the marriage, there was a struggle for alpha male, and the heart of Lavinia between General Tom Thumb. And one of the other small people who worked with P.T. Barnum by the name Commodore George Washington Morrison Nutt. (laughs) (laughs) Or just Commodore Nutt. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Such a good name. Uh, I feel like a bad person for laughing. No, it's okay, because I feel like a bad person for writing some of the script. Because my next line was, after busting a nut, Tom came on top and married Lavinia. Oh, shit. (sighs) So he busted a nut. Oh, he He busted busted that nut. nut. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful, Tom. After their marriage. poetry. After their marriage, they even got a congratulations from President Abe Lincoln. Ooh. Oh. The tall man. Yes, but keep in mind, Tom was a celebrity. Well, he was a tall boy. He just probably gave him a little pet on the head with his foot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a kick, Travis. (laughs) No, no, it was a pet. He had long toes. What have you been doing to little people? No, he didn't even even raise his foot up. It was just like the toe kind of coming up. You know, like when you when you fuck around with your feet and sandals back. Yeah, Yeah, you have it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I I think one day we might do uh, Abraham Lincoln. He's a big fan of Crocs. 
So was, those were always available. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So some people saw this solely as a publicity stunt, which it was, but these two little people were very much in love with each other. They make out. Also, Tom Thumb was like almost a millionaire oh, after all the appearances. He had continued touring after the P.T. Barnum days, and he was just chilling. He made like, he had a big-ass mansion, he had a bunch of horses. Sure, he's like, got stacks. Yeah, man, like, fucking chilled, you know? So they lived happily ever after. Until he was 45 and died of a heart oh, attack. Oh, that seems oh. like a good ripe age for that time. Yeah, well, when you're that little, well, you're your body's... tiny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like tiny and big people kind of age all weird. Yeah. So let's get into some other weirdos. <laughs> we got <laughs> the wild men of Borneo. Wayno and Putanor. Or their real names, Harem and Barney Davis. I am Putanor. <laughs> wait, Hello. We know someone named Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I promise you, know a you family named Davis. Yeah, I promise you that these fellows have nothing in common with our Davises. Okay, because uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Okay, in more why? So they were they were dwarves and they were also mentally handicapped. Oh, okay. And they were both forty five pounds each, okay. but with superhuman strength, able to lift over three hundred pounds each. What? Damn. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Here's my question. Actually, from Borneo? Nope. Never. Nah, probably from Jersey. Never. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know where they're from. They're American, though. Trenton. Uh, yeah, the specific. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> but Newark they... or Trenton. Yeah. <laughs> so the part of their act was actually to go just like out into the audience and pick up members of the audience. Wait, they were like, 45 pounds and pick up 300 pounds. Yeah. They were ant people. Yes. That is terrifying. It was insane. Yeah. But these guys actually stayed in character so much. Like I said, their names weren't fucking Wayno and Putanor. It was fucking Harriman and Barney. They were like Jews, you know? Yeah. Hey, oh, well, you gotta get me up this show. They stayed in character so much. They made a lot of money with B.T. Barnum. Kayfabe, baby. And they were able to retire pretty early, and they lived into their 90s. Nice. And Fuck yeah. Even their obituaries wrote their names as as Wayno and Plutano. Bam Bam and Plutinkies. Yeah, So and they kept that whole Borneo thing going forever. So they were like the original Kayfabes. Oh, fuck yeah. Special. Yeah. Back to the freaks. We got Josephine Clofolia. Clofolia. Now, this was a bearded lady. Your typical bearded lady. Okay. She had a full beard by the age of eight. Too much protein. You know, when P.T. Barnum got this act, he expected the audience to kind of call humbug. And he, you know, because of so much of his acts were just bullshit, and this one was legitimate, he was hoping that people would be like, nah, it's just a man in a dress, dog. Nah, dog. But no one did that. Everyone was like, oh my god, it's a bearded lady. And he was just like, no one's going to call me on this because you wanted the press. Was he a- was it actually a man in a dress, though? No, no, it was a woman, a bearded woman. Bearded oh, lady. okay. It was legitimate. A legitimate this, this bearded, was totally... bearded worm. So he was upset that no one tried to call Humbug. Because you know when you have something in your fucking back pocket and you're just like, oh, you think I don't have this? Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, I do have it. You look like a stupid idiot. Exactly. So now he liked to do that with the press. You know, anytime he can get press that would turn in his favor... He wanted that shit. Oh, so yeah. what he ended up doing was he hired someone to sue him over false advertising <laughs> to get more public attention. The showman, fuck yeah, and it worked. Everyone was writing up about the legitimacy of this lady, and then everyone swamping in the museum to see the lady with the bird, the lady with the beard. I almost feel like it was just. PT again, just with a mustache, like, I heard that guy doesn't have a bearded lady. I kind of think that, was was that bearded lady the ancient, not ancients, 
but the <laughs> the relative of Action Bronson. <laughs> it could be. Maybe. It's a very I don't know what his theory. mom's 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 looked I like. I think so. I'm just picturing Action, action Bronson with bigger tits. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what was going on. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what she looked like. Because <laughs> so you got the goatee then. Spot More on. than a beard. Yeah. So we got more freaks to come. So this one's one of my personal favorites, which is Prince Randian. Now this dude was born with no arms or legs. Okay. For his performance, Barnum would dress him up like a snake or a potato. <laughs> oh my god! And he, his show was that he would roll a cigarette with his mouth, only his mouth, and light it with his mouth. Fuck Dude, he yeah. was in Freaks. Hell, he was yeah. in the movie. Yes, he was in the yeah. movie Freaks. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a black guy, right? Yeah, yeah, black yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. He, yeah, he was a gentleman who just like had no arms and legs and would chill. And he did that in the movie, and I was like, holy shit, that yeah. is awesome. So apparently. Everyone who knew this guy, he was, like, funny as fuck, apparently. They just want to hang out with him all the time, because he's just funny as shit. And he had a great sense of humor. Yeah. Like, you can just make fun of him all day, and he would just dish it back at you. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I would like to have this guy fucking sit in on us. Luckily, uh, he died. Luckily. Luckily. Oh, luckily. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, he would be dead anyway. No, yeah. he, di- he died in his 80s. He, he had a full he had life. a long life. <laughs> yeah, full yeah. life. Long. Well, full life. Long, full life, less life. than full body. So he's getting paid just to light cigarettes with no arms or legs. Okay, yeah. when you say just light, like you that's fucking pre- try rolling and lighting a cigarette that's, without yeah, your fucking. Really dude, I'm just saying that's my dream job. He dog. made every yeah. cent. He was Mike. Just chilling every day. He's my Steve Bezos. Do you guys remember Will Ferrell's cartoon, The Oblongs? Oh, oh it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was that the, character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob Oblong. My God. Just, Hobbling around. I would not be surprised if that's what that was based on. They're both funny as hell. <laughs> oh, great stuff. So I got two more freaks for you. So we got Chang Yu Sing. Now he was an eight foot tall Chinese giant who would make fun of white people who used to stereotype Chinese people for being short. Was he that's actually Chinese? Awesome. Yes, he was Chinese. Oh, this is the first time they got it right. I'm like, oh, is what was his name? Chang Yu Sing. Yeah, I'm like, is this a Mexican? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, dude. It's honest to goodness, China man. Good on. No, you walk in the room that he was in, and he'd just be like, oh, you think uh, Chinese people are shorter? That's so good. Yeah, so he would just make fun of people, too. Also, great sense of humor. That's awesome. Now, here's my personal favorite. We need more people like that nowadays. Yes. Yes. Mm. Know how to have fun with themselves. (laughs) Also, Peachy Barnum, when his exhibit, he marketed Chang as being nine feet tall. Just because uh, he liked, you know, but he was, yeah, yeah, he was eight feet tall. I mean, pretty fucking who's, tall. Who's dude. measuring him? They put yeah. sugar on top, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gotta Just gotta keep the, get the people in here. High heels, going, baby. High heels with the fucking fish tank in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Hot. So, my favorite is Myrtle Corbin, Myrtle. a four legged girl. Oh. Ooh. And this bitch had four legs. Know okay. what I'm saying? How many holes she have? I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> she had an undeveloped. Conjoined twin yeah. that only developed in the leg area. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. So she did, in fact, have two functioning pusses oh. and had children out of both of them. What? No way. Yeah. Wait, so people she are... had five children back and forth, straddled that shit. Wait, wait hold on a second. Hold on a second. That means people were banging different pusses. Her husband, yeah. who married her when she was 19, there was something special was about banging him. two pussies. That's How tight is that shit? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that girl wants to get down. It's just like, you got two pussies for me? Oh, yeah. It's Dang. like, was there something special about her husband? 
No, so, he was a kidna. He had a uh, dick with eight, eight dickheads. <laughs> no, no, this is straight science, dog. Like, they even, like, inspected this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, someone Wait, else gave... But there was definitely, like, someone a else two penis, two vagina like, like, couple. Some midwife who was just like, oh, you had your first kid. Like, wait, the other one's coming out of the other hole? Oh, you got a side on? door? Got, what is got, this? You got two yeah. Could she yes. feel both vaginas, or were the other one, like... Where was the other one like on the side of her? No, no, it was like in know. front of her. It was like a oh. little. It was like another person sitting it's in like your lap nipple, all the time. Kind of. Yeah, like imagine a third nipple, but like those nipples gave birth. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. So check this shit out. It's pooping out babies out of every hole. So Do you yeah. have what? Did you anaconda one out though? Like through her no, mouth? No, 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 yeah, no, no. Through no. her mouth. It was five kids, and she just like kind of back and forth. Okay. So like a Thompson machine. Check this gun. shit out. Now, she was one of Barnum's highest paid acts. Oh, yeah. Sure. She was making 450 a week. Oh, shit. This is back in the 1850s. Yeah. That's equivalent to 11K a week. Did dog. she do the ping pong show? No. I don't know. She just kind of sat there. She oh, was okay. just like, check out my legs. Look at my I legs. feel like I might be freaked out because I'm afraid of spiders. Yeah, so I got too many legs and they move fast. So she got them two working ovaries and she's working overtime. Overtime. Yeah. Them two ovaries. She might, I, I don't think it's true, but she could have if he thought about it. She got banged up and, like, if husband was just like, you're prego in one, I'll bang you in all. And then the other one just, like, prego and they mash. Yeah. I don't know if that actually happened, but it would be nice to think I'm about. Gonna, I would probably say it did. Probably did. Jesus gonna go Christ. With it. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? I'm gonna go with it. The 1800s was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Some weird fucking shit was going on, man. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, crazy times, dog. What was this girl's name again? Let me go back here. This her name was Myrtle Corbin. Okay. It was the summer of eighteen sixty-nine. Interestingly, there is a different two vaginaed woman who did marry a two penis man. Oh, Not, oh a different one. Yeah, totally unrelated no, to what we're talking. This is who I thought we were talking about. Oh, but. okay. No, but she got down too. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Weird. I guess so. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah, Ripley. She got like, like oh, double she, penetration yeah, was Ripley. normal to her. I don't know. Like that was just regular. I got two vaginas. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Anyway. Husband's got two dicks. Sure. So that wraps up some of our freaks. What do you guys think about freak shows? This is we we we, we before, start yeah. yeah before the podcast fired up. Tom and I were talking about this, but it's just like I feel like there's a certain responsibility to make sure your freak is happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like especially if the freak has like diminished capacities, like uh, your pinhead. I mean, friend. the fact that he was giving them like legitimate income, right? Yeah. I'm like, at what expense though? It's just like, well, yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely degrading. But at the same time, it seemed like he was giving them like a fair share of like what they owed. Yeah, you could see people back and they'd be like, "This is a weirdo. I'm not paying him anything." Yeah. Here's five Skittles. Well, it's... Skittles. Okay, so in doing some of my research, I found out that there are anti-freak groups. Yeah. And it's a bunch of people who are trying to be overly considerate and saying, hey, these people are people too. You can't exploit them like this. But the biggest force of people fighting them back are the freaks themselves. Because the way they look at it, I'm generalizing but this is the overall consensus from freaks is that they're entertainers. Yeah. They went into this knowing what they were getting into. Yeah. They're adults. They can make their own fucking decisions. And if they're dealing with handicaps or something like that, and they want to be an entertainer and call themselves a freak, totally on them. If those I'm, handicaps aren't mental. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the, pin, the pinheads, like I know for 
the Borneo guys. Too, I can't. Right? I can't yeah, remember. They, yeah, the I two can't Borneo remember kids, exactly yeah. what the condition is for pinheads, but they're mentally handicapped. Yes, they are, and they have weird pinheads. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, like that's aware. kind of fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really sure what they're doing. Kind of in a yeah. way. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just not. like one of those gray areas. It's, that it's, it's hard to check. Microcephaly. So it's just sm- it. micro yeah. being small, cephaly being cephalic head. Yeah. <laughs> but so. a bearded lady's got like a... Yeah, they have a choice. You know, like... You know? Uh, she knows what she's doing. Or yeah, like any of the small people or limbless people. Like, they, have, they know everything that's going on. It's probably a lot harder for them to get work in the regular world. Yeah. Right. But, As opposed but the to thing just, is, like, P.T. Barnum... Pretty much had a monopoly on how much they got paid because he was the only one that it seemed like he was but he paid them right. well actually yeah one yeah, thing, yeah yeah there's According a huge misconception with him and like uh, with all the weird shitty things that he did he did pay his workers well right and he, and he counted those people as people except with that first one Joyce Heth that was uh, that was a learning yeah, process a weird. So you, yeah, you know you, get a, you get a slave who's old and decrepit and you you show her off to the world saying George Washington sucked this nip. <laughs> it's a little different than the way he treats well, you. Do you any splinters from that? I don't know, dude. All the fucking promo pictures, her hands are really long and creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wooden teeth. One of these days, maybe we'll do a uh, gladiator owner. Oh. Because they had fucking a freak show oh, and yeah. everything. Super too. slave mm. owners. They didn't, pay, they didn't pay dick. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, the, um, the culture of freak showism took place really in Coney Island. That's yeah. like that's where a lot of that shit is, and York. there's still a couple of freak shows there today. Oh yeah, but back in the day, like war times, you know, 1940s, 1950s, there was a lot of that shit, man. And those freaks were into it because not only did they get paid really well, they had communities. They mm-hmm. were able to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's actually a place uh, on Long Island. It's in Merrick. Uh, it's not a community anymore, but if you go to Merrick, there's like this weird circle neighborhood and cul-de-sac. <laughs> it's kind of no it's weird though it's not like a it's not like a you know it's normal fresh. court or anything it's like weird circles okay weird circles good jam you talking about a little person community yes it was a community of all little people and they built small houses oh because yeah of course. and you can drive around this little court and you can see like and now they've got like you know modern day fucking like huge escalades and shit in their fucking driveway uh-huh. and they're like the size of the house Right. It's crazy. And they built, like, regular houses next to it, too. You know, back in the 19... I mean, I think it was 1910s, there was a community in Coney Island. They called it a midget city. Yeah. And that's what it was. That's basically... But they would do... You can go in there and you can visit these midgets. And it was even to the point where they had their own police department and fire department. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. The whole city ended up burning down. It wasn't that big. It was only a few buildings. But they had all their own (laughs) jurisdictions. It wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, it ended up burning down. And then the folks who had started it wanted to rebuild it. And the state said no. Right. Uh, Even though the people who live there liked living there. Right. So I don't know. It's like it's an interesting topic because like you feel like these people are being exploited based on our 19, excuse me, 2018 mines. <laughs> Where'd yeah. you go? I'm 19. fucking, I'm back in the uh, 20th I'm century time, fox. 20th century dicks. 20th century foxes. 20th century. I'm, I'm a the SoundCloud wrong rapper. Yeah, you're 20th century dicks. Elephant penis. <laughs> yeah. uh, Baby elephant penis. No, but I was going to say a serious thing that I learned once. Um, I was basically going to say that <laughs> I was basically, uh, basically. that P.T. P- Barnum I feel like he might have been one of the best examples of that shit, 
You know what I mean? Because I'm sure there's other imitators oh, yeah. that didn't pay their fucking freaks shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you that, know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that oh, was like hitting the big leagues, because he would actually pay you. Well, during the during the peak of that entertainment in the early 1900s, they were making so much money that there were other places popping up with fake freaks. It was the like... Shaved Bear. Ooh. Yeah, Shaved Bear. Parading um, as a two, bearded lady. Two, two sisters that just wore, like, a, a fucking girdle together and oh, just called themselves, like, right. Siamese twins. And, it, like, that shit happened a lot, because... Yeah. This was a serious community. This was not... Entertaining was more engaging back then, in the sense that you had to go... You, you didn't have television. You didn't have radio or anything. Yeah, you go down, you go saw it. something. Yeah. You, know, you pay, They had these things called 10 for 1s, uh, freak shows. And what it was is that they had the freaks come out and do their act, and they would last like anywhere between 5 to 10 minutes, and they would do it in rotations of 10. So you would take the freaks would take what number they were in the rotation, and then it would hit 1 through 10, and then it would loop all day long for 8 hours. Mm-hmm. So when you walked into it, you would see whatever act you saw first, and then as soon as that act came back on, you knew you saw all of them, and you all left. Okay, and that was would run all day. So cycled. Yeah, it was all. It was just just the form of entertainment. It's very vaudevillian in a way, you know. Yeah, I feel like I want to roast my own great grandfather, the vaudeville star. Oh yeah. Oh, he was a dog man, right? Yeah, he was a dog man. Travis's granddad he was, was the, a dog man. He was the OG furry, and we might. Oh, yeah. oh really? And he, we might uh, do him in the future because he was a dick. But <laughs> I don't know. You just brought. I'm like your dad. That's. Yeah, no, my dad is actually Dick. Dickly. Literally Dick. Dickly. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I think that's it for hey. the coverage on PT Barnum. So what do we think about the boy, though? I don't think he gave a shit about anyone that he actually yeah. fucking had on the show. He's just trying to make money. No, yeah, it, exactly. He was, a scumbag, you know, you know? he was making so much money that he was able to pay them yeah. a lot of money. And um, it's kind of actually, like- no, I'm going to have to say that his relationship with Tom, Tom Thumb, or maybe a few of them, like the the big big boys. I mean, most of the people he who, was pulling the most money in. Well, like when you went and auditioned to be a freak for him, he always gave you a chance. Mm. You it, know, it, it's like as far as a talent scout can go, right? Like you only want the interesting ones. Okay. The interesting ones are like the people that are actually two people connected I guess, together. I still think that he was all about the moon. He was about the moon, of course, and he made yeah. a shit ton of moon. That's that's not nothing nothing really wrong, but he's all about the money when you're dealing with people. So I'm Which is say, that's why I don't like him because it's just like people it. are not money. He's strictly about the business, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'll I'll just say this. I thought I I thought it'd be a lot worse when I did my research on him. I mm. still think he's kind of a dickhole, but, but he ain't as bad of a dickhole as I thought he was gonna be with my research. You know, because that's. What would do here? You know, we look into people. V. It's a hundred percent accurate. Don't you forget this, folks. Rose Mortem, quote us in your thesis papers. Cite us. V true. V true. V true. <laughs> yes. You know it's real when Travis says that three times. Yeah. How many times did you say that? I don't know. Okay. All you right. Guys cool. go to circus together. It's yeah, gone. Let's find one. No, you, we can find one. You can go to Vegas Circus Circus. Well, we can hit. No, we can hit other circuses. I just Ringling Brothers. Dude, I just want to see Chris Angel. Oh, I would love to see him. <laughs> <laughs> he said that so earnestly. Oh my god, that'd be uh, so sweet. Yeah. Let's go let's go to Vegas. Circus. His new name is a sick angel. Hey, if you listen to Roast Morton Podcast Chris angel, and you live in Las Vegas. If you're Chris and Angel. And you know somebody who can get us into one of the I would love to do one night at the Tangiers. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Get us in. Yeah. We're Roast Morton. People are gonna love us. They're gonna you know, we'll get them in for free. Send them to the buffet. 
We got flyers. And, and then flyer. uh, we'll give them flyers, 15% off the buffet if you come to our show. <laughs> Vegas buffets are a thing to fuck with, my friend. They sure are. It's a culture. But thanks for tuning in to the Roast Mortem coverage of P.T. Barnum. There you go. Uh, Phineas Taylor Barnum. Phineas Taylor Barnum. Fiend teen. 80-year-old. Yeah. Good age for that. He did all right. He did pretty good. Didn't Especially right. for someone who didn't stop moving. And he knew how to work. Probably constantly film, like, at least had a slight film of elephant dung on him. Just yeah, we also yeah. saw a lot of elephant penis. We established that earlier. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, exactly. So once again, I am. You know, only about half of elephants have penises, right, Travis? No, more than uh, three eighths. Um, just collapse. More than three eighths. Probably about half. More than three eighths don't have penises. Oh, there you go. Ah, oh, trick question. All right, thank you. Well, once again, I am <laughs> no Tom Saltman. Answering. You can follow me at Saunched on Twitter, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. I'm Travis. You can follow me at a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cody McCann. You can follow me also at Twitter, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. And I'm Mike, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Regan, two N's. And you can follow us collectively on Twitter or Instagram yeah. at Cast. And we love you so much. Danky Shane. Oh, he said it. Shane. This must be the end of the podcast or something. Shane.